Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard that number that you can call in and ask questions and ask for prayer. I want to welcome you as you are tuned in to Calvary Live. So glad that you're with us today and I'm able to host the show. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you on this Tuesday afternoon, evening. It depends where you're at as you're listening to Calvary Live, and so I invite you to call in uh, right now. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number where you can call in. Of course, Calvary Live, as most of you know, but maybe you're new to listening to Calvary Live. We have people all the time that pick it up and say they, they just found us and uh, found the program. We're so glad that you have as the um, program Calvary Live continues to expand, continues to grow. So give us a call. You can call in at 303-690-3000. We'll have a conversation. And uh, you can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or uh, what is our response as Christians to the things that we see going on around us. There's a lot of things going on around us, a, a lot of things that the world is confused about, the world um, is looking at. Um, and one of the things that I was listening to a teaching uh, this weekend that uh, the pastor said, and it's so true, that uh, one of the main emphasis that people are saying is is that they don't know where hope is. They've lost hope. And we have the answer, don't we? We have the answer. It is Jesus Christ and him crucified, and he rose from the grave. That is our hope. It's the hope for us individually, for our families. It is the hope for our nation. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, There's another way for you to be able to ask a question or ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line that's 720-336-0897. So if you're out and about and you're able to call us, we'd love for you to be able to call and uh, be able to ask your questions or ask for prayer. Matter of fact, on the text line, there is a prayer request that just came in, and that is, can we pray for all the students that are heading back to the classroom? So, Father, we just pray for the students that are heading back. I know here in Greeley uh, that uh, many people are, are, the students are back. They'll be heading back to universities, uh, the junior colleges, um, community colleges. And Lord, we pray for the students that uh, those who are believers would be light and that you would help them to be strong, that you would help them with their studies. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you be with uh, those teachers, particularly that are Christians that it is a difficult environment. But, Lord, we pray for strength and wisdom for them. We thank you that they're light in those school buildings. And so, Lord, we just pray for all the students going back, whether parents are homeschooling or whether uh, they're in a public school, private school, charter school. We just pray for our young people, and I just ask that you would bless them in every way this school year. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. With that said, I just want to remind you, that I think it is important for, um, as we have kids going back to school, 
uh, get them involved in a, in a good youth group. Make make that uh, something that is um, a priority for you, for your kids, so they have community, good godly community. And uh, find a church that teaches the Bible, that has a good youth group or good children's ministry. They need it too, where they can have com- community, where they can be established in God's Word. You be praying for your kids, um, and you... Uh, do uh, what you can to establish them uh, in the Word of God. Make sure that that you're being established, so just bless them uh, in that way. And I just want to encourage you in that. And I know that the days are challenging, and the days are uh, confusing in a lot of ways, but we have answers from the Word of God. We have wisdom from uh, the Lord as we seek God's wisdom and uh, we just want to encourage you any way that we can here on the show. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 call-in number. The text line, let me give you that number, 720-336-0897 for you to text a question or a prayer request. So my name again, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So glad that you have joined us. Those of you who are joining us uh, on Grace FM along the Front Range Radio by Grace, you're listening live also online listeners as well, um, and I will uh, do my best to just be able to encourage you, um, to give you scripture, to give you truth. So we got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. want to welcome all those on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio. You too can call. We'll have our conversation, and then you are a week delayed. You can listen to it uh, next week um, at the same time on your radio network. So glad that you guys in the East Coast are a part of our uh, Calvary Live family and also Higher Rock Radio out of Idaho. So let's go to Logan in Clovis, New Mexico. Hi, Logan. Hello. How are you? Good. Would you Would you want me to ask the question first and then ask for prayer? Yep. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, my question was about like I was I was I listened to my audio Bible while I'm driving, and I just it was talking about the Jacob and Esau, and I was like, why was it okay for him to trick his father into getting yeah. a blessing? Yeah, it, is and, that why he had you to know, pay for it? Like in the future, like with that guy in the and painting them and yeah yeah so you're asking you're asked you're asking a good question and one of the things about um the scriptures is they're very honest about the account the things that took place and as you look at jacob and esau they were twins and we know that esau was born first even when uh rebecca was pregnant with uh jacob and esau there was there was warring is what the scripture says inside her womb, and she was told, it was prophesied to her, that um, that you're going to have twins, and the youngers uh, is, uh, the older's going to be, um, served the younger one. Usually the older one gets a double blessing, um, they, they, they get the blessing, they get a double inheritance. So here comes Esau, his name means uh, Harry. He was a guy that loved to go out and hunt. He was a guy that uh, loved to, um, you know, do those kinds of things. He was uh, kind of, uh, that was his personality. Here comes Jacob holding on to his 
heel, so they called him Jacob, which means heel snatcher. Uh, it also has the meaning of deceiver. And what the Bible is really, really honest about is that Jacob was, he was a conniver. He was one that, um, he was very, yeah, he's very resourceful. Um, he was de- he was a deceiver. He deceived uh, Esau into, you know, here's a bowl of stew for his birthright. And then he deceived his father for the blessing. So the Bible doesn't, you know, say that, you know, that that was a good thing that Jacob did. It's just honest in recording what Jacob did. And even though I was talking with somebody, matter of fact, this morning about it, um, that as they were reading Genesis, um, they were uh, encouraged in that, that God still had a calling for Jacob. He was faithful to Jacob in that calling, despite Jacob, not because of him. And I think that when you continue, as you go through, as Isaac blesses Jacob, um, it was supposed to go to Esau. Esau gets very angry. He says, I'm going to kill my brother. Jacob takes off, and he goes to Pandanaran, and he ends up marrying Leah. He marries Rachel, has a couple more concubines. He has all his children. He really meets his match there with Uncle Laban. And he ends up coming back uh, after about 20 years. And as he comes back, he's fleeing from Laban. Um, in chapter 32, he ends up wrestling with God. And and maybe you haven't gotten that far in the book of Genesis, but here comes Esau's coming at him with 400 men. He thinks that he's going to be killed by his brother Esau. He's so mad at him. And it is... Um, Jacob that goes to the brook Jabbok. And he's there at the brook Jabbok. He divided his family. He's there all alone. He can't go front uh, forward because his brother Esau's coming at him. He can't go back because his uncle Laban said, you come back to Pandanaran, I'll kill you. So he's there all alone. He has no plan. He can't be resourceful. He can't be deceitful. He can't be any of those things. And all of a sudden, a man comes and wrestles with him until the breaking of the day. And at that point, when you get to Genesis chapter 32, what you read is a Christophany, a Christophany, appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And what happens is is that they, they wrestle all night, and it was Jacob that said, um, let me go for the day breaks, is, is, and is what the Lord says. And Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now, don't picture you know the Lord having Jacob in a headlock or something like that. But Jacob was going, I want you to bless me. And it says that the Lord touched his hip. It came out of socket. And he said, what's your name? And he had to say, Jacob. He said, now you're going to be called Israel, governed by God. And listen, Logan, this is a very important lesson that we learn from Jacob. Jacob, when all those years, he always had a plan. He was being deceitful. He was very resourceful. It seemed like he got what he wanted. You know, he just was that way. He was the kind of guy that any Wall Street firm would want to hire, you know, or, you know, some some salesperson would want to hire. He was that way. But all of a sudden, he found himself in his life where he couldn't go forward. He couldn't go backwards. He had no plan. And the Lord, he's wrestling with the Lord. He's wrestling with the Lord. He says, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And the Lord touched his hip and it came out of socket. 
and said, now your name is going to be called Israel. So do you know what Israel means, Logan? Uh, it, it means, God. exactly, oh. you're exactly right. And that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives. Because so oftentimes that we have a plan, if I can come up with some kind of way to get out of this situation or whatever it might be, becoming self-reliance, becoming prideful, whatever it might be, and and we end up in a point in our lives where we're wrestling with the Lord, and we know that the Lord wants to bless us, and the way that we are blessed is when we come to that place of surrender and we say, Lord, I don't want to be called Jacob anymore. I don't want to always have to come up with a plan and be conniving in all of this. I want to be called Israel, which means governed by God. And that's the point where the Lord wants us, in that place of brokenness, that he wants to do that work, in that point of where Jacob, it says, walked with the limp, and he had to use um, a uh, a cane to, to walk with. His walk was never the same. And he had to lean on that cane, and that's what the Lord wants us to do, to lean on him and our walk to be towards him and dependent upon him and governed by him. So there's really incredible lessons that we learn from Jacob, this heel snatcher that was deceiving um, that we can gain from as we read the book of Genesis. Okay? Yes, our good words. I think uh, speaking right to my heart, our God is through you. So I appreciate it. I need to be governed by Logan, you're a little broken up, but you wanted some prayer, right? Yes, sir. And uh, just, I feel like I have a some kind of family, like demonic forces that are attacking my family, mm-hmm. and I don't. Okay, Logan, I think I, I think I kind of lost you there, but. Father, we do pray for Logan, for his family. Is We know that there's spiritual warfare that is against all of us, and uh, at Satan, that uh, he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night, that he throws the fiery darts at us, that he wars against us. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd help uh, Logan uh, to put on the whole armor of God to resist the fiery darts. Lord, that you would just minister to his heart, and that he would know that greater is he in us, that is, the Holy Spirit of God in us, than he that is in the world. I pray that you would help them as they maneuver through the spiritual attacks, that you would strengthen them and give them wisdom. And Lord, be with Logan as he's growing in the Word of God, and as he's listening to Scripture. um, There's a lot of other things he could be listening to on his way to work, but he's listening to the Word of God, that you would plant it in his heart and help him to become stronger, and grow him, and Lord, help his family during this time of spiritual attack, that, Lord, that they would know that we have victory in Christ, and that, uh, Lord, that you would just help them to be strong in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Logan. Thank Thank you, brother. You bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Hey, we got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. A lot, of, a lot of spiritual warfare going on. And understand this, that the enemy, that he is going to come against us as Christians. It isn't a playground that's out there. It's, it's a battleground every single day. And particularly if you're growing in the Lord, as you're desiring to please the Lord with your life, 
The enemy's going to come after you. He's going to come after me. And we don't have to be afraid about that. We just need to be wise. Don't be ignorant of Satan's devices, is what uh, Paul would write to the Corinthian church, to put on the whole armor of God, because we don't wrestle against And let me read it to you. And, and by the way, all open lines. So we're waiting for the phone calls to come in, and love for you to call in, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line, 720-336-0897. But just kind of a conversation um, taken off from what we just uh, had with uh, Logan talking with him is that spiritual warfare is very, very real. And I want to read to you from Ephesians chapter 6, that finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might, as Paul is concluding this um, epistle, and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So spiritual warfare is very, very real. And um, we need to always remember that. And the enemy will come to try to deceive us, try to come against us, um, try to make us ineffective in our walk with him, put fear into us. He has a lot of weapons there in his quiver that he likes to use, to, you know, deceive us in any way that he can, uh, makes it, make us anxious, whatever it might be. So that's why it's important to put on the whole armor of God. So that's a good section of Scripture to study as he talks about, and you know the the your waist uh, girded with truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, the shield of faith, and uh, take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All those pieces of armor, and you can do a study on that. Uh, but you want to have your armor on as you go out day by day, because I'll tell you this: the enemy does not fight fair, and he's going to look for you not to have your armor on so he can really pound on you and he can come against you. And so put on that whole armor of God. Look to the Lord. Be in the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And remember this, that we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Jesus Christ has given us victory. And and that we are to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is a promise from the book of James. So I'm still looking for some calls to come in, 303-690-3000, the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897, and we're going to go to the text line while we're waiting for those um, phone calls to come in. Uh, somebody's asking for a prayer for my 20-year-old niece uh, to navigate this world, to keep her focus on Christ, uh, to preserve, uh, persevere, that is, through trials. And Father, we pray for this one. It's asking for prayer for their niece. Um, Lord, 20 years old, our young people are being taken off uh, into deception, and it's, it's very difficult for them right now. And I just pray that you would, uh, Lord, just be with her, help her to be strong in you, uh, help her to look to you and to your word. We lift her up to you as she navigates as a young person through this world. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. That reminds me so much of... Uh, the book of Daniel, you start out the book of Daniel. And again, let me give you that number. We got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. Love for you to, to call in, ask your questions, uh, receive prayer. Uh, if you're out there and you have the opportunity to do that, uh, give us a call here on Calvary Live. 
wherever you're at, whether you're listening on Radio by Grace or Truth or Hope FM or Higher Rock Radio Radio, um, or online, give us a call, and we'd love to be able to talk to you. But um, as uh, we uh, pray for our young people, and we start the show with a prayer request uh, for our kids and, and students going back, whether they're in elementary, junior high, middle school is what it's called now, high school, colleges. Um, the world is trying to pull them away from truth. And it reminds me of Daniel in chapter 1, that Daniel's taken away captive as, as well as his three friends uh, from Judah. And they're being trained as eunuchs in the, in the government of Babylon. And they refused to eat of the king's wine and meat. Uh, and Daniel had purpose not to defile himself in his heart. And, you know, we want to talk to our kids. We want to make sure that we're sharing the word of God with them, praying for them. Pray for your kids even at a young age. Um, and we want to talk to them about the things of the Lord. Uh, we can't just um, say that, well, I hope they do okay. we got to do more than hope. We we need to be engaged in their lives and uh, getting the word of God in their hearts, praying for them, talking to them about these issues that can pull them away that they're facing right now. And um, because Babylon is trying to take them away captive. And so I pray that, uh, Lord, that there be the Daniels out there and, and uh, the Ruths and the, those who are dedicated to you, that, Lord, that they wouldn't be taken away and held captive by the lies of the world, but you would help them. And particularly as they get older and they get into high school, they go to the colleges, I just pray for your hand to be upon them. And, Lord, that you give us as parents and grandparents wisdom in ministering to them. And so, Lord, we just pray for all of this. And I just pray that you would uh, guide us in that and have your hand upon our children, our grandchildren, and drawing them close to you and keeping them close to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line is 720-336-0897. This really is your show uh, for you to call and to converse and love to talk to you and uh, be able to pray with you and uh, answer your questions here on Calvary Live. Uh, What does it mean to always seek his kingdom first? Is it wrong to enjoy worldly things? And and that's, you know, a good question. And I believe uh, I understand what it is that you're trying to say. We are to seek the kingdom of God first, and then all these things will be added unto us. Does that mean that we can't have a hobby? Does that mean uh, we can't go out fishing or enjoy the outdoors or enjoy going to a ball game or watching football? Um, We can. We can enjoy those things. There's different things that, that we enjoy doing. I know for me, I'd love to go out and do some fly fishing. But here's the thing. You don't want those things to be a priority over your relationship with the Lord. You don't want those things to to take you away from the Lord. Um, Jesus, that it's interesting that in the Olivet Discourse, in Luke's narrative, that he would talk about the signs of his coming. And he would talk about the importance of watching. But he would say, take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life that that day come upon you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. 
And and as I read that, I was thinking, well, you know, many of us would say, I'm not going to get weighed down with carousing or drunkenness, but the cares of life. And also we know that in the parable of the sower, uh, that um, it speaks about the seed that was plucked out because the cares of life, they they were uh, there, um, you know, it was planted in their hearts, um, but then um, the cares of life ends up um, being plucked away. And here's the thing. All of us have cares of life. All of us have jobs. All of us have, you know, things that we do, responsibilities, kids to raise, um, all these different things. And we can get really weighed down with the cares of life. And we can get distracted with the cares of life. So the priority is keep him in the forefront. Be looking for him. Um, Occupy till he comes. Make him the priority of every area of your life. When it comes to parenting, your marriage, when it comes to your job, your business, that you keep him the priority of your hobbies even. And you will enjoy those hobbies even more. And, And don't let those things weigh you down to where you're taken away from what God wants to do in your life. Because we know that what we do for Christ, that's what's going to last into eternity. So I believe that the Lord didn't, you know, we're not Christians, so, you know, God wants our lives to be, you know, boring and blah and never enjoy anything. We can enjoy those things, but keep the Lord the priority of your life every day of your life and seek the kingdom of God first, and be flexible in the things that he has for you. And that's where you're going to have joy. Even as David said, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. And I think everybody wants to have joy. And Jesus said, abide in me, and you will have joy, and your joy will be full. John the Baptist in John chapter 3, is uh, he would say that I'm a friend of the bridegroom, and I've spoken the things of the bridegroom. And he would say that, um, that um, because I have done that, my joy is full. All of us want joy. You want to have joy? Then know this, um, that you be one, that you abide in Christ, that you are staying close to Christ, be sensitive to his leading, and let him to be your priority of every area of your life. And um, you'll have a fullness of joy and seek the kingdom of God first, and then all these things will be added. So I think a lot of us, we know that, but we can tend to forget that over time and really be distracted with with things and living for ourselves and the cares of life and all of this. Hey, we got um, two open lines. We're going to wait till break because we're almost at break, but I want you to grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Would really like to talk to you. And um, we're going to hear the music here in just a little bit. And then we're going to go to break. And then the other side of the break, we'll go to Stephen and Amarillo. But we invite you to call in and uh, grab one of those open lines. Maybe you've been wanting to call in for a while and uh, you haven't been able to or the lines get full. Every show is different. And we do have plenty of time to take your phone calls so glad to be with you. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you to answer your questions and your prayer requests. And the text line, as I gave you that number, uh, text in. We've gone through a number of text prayer requests and some questions already. We'll continue to do that as we go into the second half of Calvary Live. 
So welcome, all you Radio by Grace, Grace FM, Truth FM, Hope FM, Higher Rock Radio, those of you online, and even international listeners. We're so glad that you're a part of the show. And Stephen, we'll get to you just as soon as you hear the music. We'll go to the break. And I'd love to for uh, you guys to grab an open line at 303-690-3000, the calling number, 303-690-3000. The text line again, 720-336-0897. Give me a call, and we'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you and love for you to give me a call. Been a little slow the first half of the show. We got plenty of time to answer your questions and to take your prayer requests so the Call-in number is 303-690-3000. We got two open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. You can text me. We've been going to the text questions and prayer requests, so I'd love to continue to do that as well. And uh, so I'd love to converse with you, talk with you, encourage you, pray with you, go to the Word of God together. We're here to bless you in any way that we can. So, so glad to to be with you. My name again, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this day. And I know that Stephen from Armarillo has been waiting. So let's go to to the phone line, Stephen. Hello, Brother Jeff. Can you hear me? I sure can. Thanks for calling. Oh, man, I appreciate your ministry. Hey, I've, I've got you. a prayer request. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a Marine. I've been out out of active duty for about 20 years. One of the Marines that I served with, he's been held in captivity in Venezuela for almost two years. Wow. And I'm just, I'm just hoping and I'm asking others to pray that uh, Jesus will talk to him. Yeah. And that he'll just comfort his family. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you'll join me in prayer, Jeff, I'd appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Did you want to pray or you want me to pray or both of us? Oh, you, you can go ahead, Jeff. Okay. And you said this is a former Marine? Yes, his name is Matthew Heath. Okay, we'll pray for Matthew. And I just want to say thank you for your service. And, um, Father, we do pray uh, for Matthew, and we're thankful for his service. And uh, Lord, for Stephen, but Matthew right now is being held in Venezuela. I don't know the details, but you do. And I just pray that you would intervene, that Lord, that you would help, that somehow, and I love what his brother says, to pray for him to hear your voice. Lord, that you would minister to him, that, that Lord, somehow you would work for your glory, for your purposes. We pray, Lord, that um, he would be able to come home. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would keep him strong, uh, 
that you keep him healthy. Lord, that somehow through all this difficulty and, and, and Lord, that you be with his family, that Lord, you give them the comfort that they need, that you would just help them. Um, and Lord, we just pray for all those who are working um, on his behalf, that you give them wisdom. And Lord, that you would uh, show yourself strong on his behalf, Lord. So we lift them up to you. I just pray for Stephen, who is brokenhearted. I just pray that you would help him uh, to just stay, Lord, focused on you and not to lose hope. And Lord, encourage him. And Lord, um, I just pray for comfort to him as well. And we lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Stephen, you bet. Be praying, Stephen. So hard, difficult situation. 303-690-3000, the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Baltimore, Johnny. Johnny, are you there? Yeah, you're on Calvary Live. Hello, brother Jeff. How you doing? I'm good. Good. How can we minister to you? Um, I've been, uh, in a little funk. My, uh, me and my wife been separated for a couple months and, uh, I'm not taking it very well. And I resorted to some, uh, a little bit more drinking and, uh, doing, uh, some drug cocaine. So I've been trying to, I stopped. It's been a week now trying to stop on my own and I've been doing it and praying and it seems like it's working. I was just wondering if you can help me out with a little blessing to keep it going, to, to keep me straight on the straight and narrow. And, he, you know, I would appreciate that if you could help me. Absolutely. And, Johnny, I'm sorry you're going through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And you know this, but I just want to reiterate, turn to the Lord. He wants mm-hmm. to help. He wants to bring healing in your marriage. And and um, he wants to keep you free from that stuff that's just going to bring you down and do you in and wipe you out. Right. And so, Father, I do pray for Johnny. I just pray that... Lord, as he's going through a, a difficult time, separation, and Lord, just the heartache, the pain, the, the, all the things that come with that, that Lord, that he would really look to you. And, and there's would be a, a look into you, not just every hour, but every minute, that he would not turn to those things of the world that are going to just cause him to be an addiction, cause him to... Um, Lord, not be able to discern, uh, that will hold him in bondage, that will just lead him to just devastating end. And Lord, I pray that you keep him strong. And he's been able to be free from those things for the last few days, but long term. You would help him, Lord, strengthen him, empower him. Lord, that you would bring the comfort that he needs and the wisdom that he needs. Lord, there's always hope in you, always hope. I pray for restoration in this marriage. And, and Lord, that I just pray that you would bring that healing and forgiveness that is there. You know all the issues that he's faced. And, Lord, that he would find strength in the brethren, um, fellowship that he needs, guys that will pray for him and lift him up. And, Lord, wise counsel and godly counsel. So, Lord, I just pray for Johnny. I just pray that you would work in his life, in his heart, and in his marriage. Keep him free from the stuff that will hold him in bondage, um, the drugs, the the alcohol, all that, Lord. And that he would hang on to you, cling to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Keep keep your eyes on him. 
You bet, Johnny. Keep your eyes on him, okay? I, I will. I appreciate this and everything you do, I, and I'm, I'll be listening every day. Okay. All right. Bless Thank you. Bye-bye. Bless you know, one of the things is when we go through times of anxiety and difficulties that we can turn to those things, and um, and we need to really turn to the Lord. One of the verses that um, I was looking at, uh, we were told in Peter to cast your cares upon him because he cares for us. And, and that is so true. He does care for you. Will you remember that? He cares for your circumstances. He cares for, for you personally. And uh, in Christ is what's found the strength and the wisdom, forgiveness, restoration, healing. It's all found in him. Cast your cares upon him. And that word cast is like, you know, a fishing net that they would cast out. And uh, you just throw it on him, put it on him and say, Lord, I know you care for me. I'm going to cast my cares on you because you love me and you care for me and you want to work in my life. And he does want to work in our lives. Sometimes we think that maybe God, that, that he you know, kind of just puts up with us or um, is indifferent about us or maybe disgusted with us, you know, we can turn to him and we can receive that forgiveness that that uh, as we cry out to him. Uh, and if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to know that he always wants us to come home, come home. Uh, maybe, maybe there's somebody out there right now that you're a prodigal that you've been away from the Lord, and maybe you think you can't come back to the Lord. You come back home. And in that parable of the prodigal son is that the father went to the edge of the road, and he saw his son coming back, and um, he received him. It's a beautiful picture of our father. And in that parable, I used to think that why did the father go to the edge of the road? What made him go to the edge of the road? Well, I think he went to the edge of the road every single day, waiting for his son to come home. And for you who are parents, you who are grandparents, that know somebody you care about and love that is a prodigal, go to the edge of the road. You keep praying. And, and you know, the Lord wants them to come home. Remember that. And if you're a prodigal right now, the Lord wants you to come home. Turn away from the world. Turn away from sin. Turn away from the worldly things, because it will just do you in, wipe you out, and destroy you, and turn to Christ, turn to him. And he desires to work in your life, and um, he desires to just uh, give you a life that is full of joy and peace and to free you from the anxiety and the bondage of the world. But you got to turn to Christ, turn to him. So... 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Alan in Fort Carson. Hey, Alan. Hi. Um, how are you doing, Pastor Jeff? I'm all right. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> are you? Okay, yeah. praying for you. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, I recently, uh, I guess not, yeah, I, I want to say maybe two months ago, uh, you know, in, in my job, you know, I'm in the Army, and uh, mm-hmm. I work in HR job. In that job, they gave me a, uh, they, they they assigned me the task of, you know, processing all of the awards that go through our uh, organization, right? And the job is right. proving to be a lot more difficult than, than I thought. 
And I know that I'm getting better at my job, but it's just not really at the pace that they need me to get better at my job. Um, and I just can't figure out why I'm not uh, getting, like, why I can't get better at my job uh, any quicker. I can't figure out what the what the issue is. And uh, unfortunately, I have some, some leadership that they, they put a lot of stress on me. Um, and, and it's justified. It's technically justified in the Army regulations, you know. So there's not really much I could do about that. What the things that they're saying, the things that they, um, you know, the, the way that they act towards me, um, it it actually makes me do my job worse. But I can't right. say that. It's, it's my responsibility. You know, it, it's my responsibility yeah. to handle these awards. And I don't know what to do. I'm just very stressed lately. And I don't know how to have faith in, um, in God when everything just, Everything is so tough lately. It, it, it's so tough. If I've been so stressed and I don't know how to seek him uh, during these during these times, because my body, like my my flesh and blood, it, it just it wants me. It doesn't want me to 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 chase him, you know. And I want to, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to, and it's and it's very hard. Um, it's just I'm not sure what to do during these times. I know I've given you a lot, but it's just... It's, well, I've been praying for you because, you know, I remember, um, you know, you're on my prayer list when we talked before, and it is a lot of pressure. You know, you're in the Army, so you got to, you know, take orders and do what they tell you to do, and you have this duty here that, that puts a lot of pressure on you. And as the pressure continues, the anxiety builds, The you know, it begins to affect you not only mentally, it can even begin to affect you physically and spiritually. And and so you're at a place where you don't know what to do. And when you're at that place, you don't know what to do. That's where you cast your cares upon him because he does care for you. And when we are weak, he, he makes us strong. And um, to just trust in that, you said um, you don't know, you know, the faith that you're desiring um, to have. Um, and I know that uh, um, it, it's hard. It's a difficult. Um, and so even Paul, I, I think about how Paul was writing to the Corinthians in Second Corinthians um, that he writes that, for we are glad when we are weak and, and um, that you are strong. And this also we pray that you may be complete. And we know that the scripture goes on to say that when we are weak, he makes us strong. It's the Lord and just to trust that, Lord, as you call out to him, cast your cares upon him, that, Lord, that you're going to help me to do this job. You got me in this place at this time today, and I'm just going to trust that you're working. I don't understand everything. I don't know. You know, I'm having a hard time getting better at it. It's causing a lot of anxiety, but we can go to him with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. As he says, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I'm just going to pray that as we uh, go to the Lord, that he'll give you a peace that passes understanding, that he will make you strong. Then in that time that we are weak and you're trying to figure everything out, he'll give you wisdom and understanding. And just to trust the Lord that he's going to see you through. He's going to see you through. 
And when we go through the trials, even as James says, that we can ask for wisdom. And um, that's what we're going to do as well, as he says, if we lack wisdom. And I love the way that James opens up. He says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, no doubting. So knowing that God wants to help and know that count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that God is working, the testing of your faith produces patience and patience may it have its perfect work and uh, it may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Somehow, Alan, God is working to mature you, to grow you, and he's going to see you through, okay? He's going to see you through, and it's not easy, and you don't understand, but fall back on the things that you can understand, and that is that you can go to him and ask for that wisdom and strength and um, and know that in this trial that he desires to do a work in completing you, and that is what it means to mature you. So, Father, I pray for Alan, and I just pray this this struggle that he has right now. We can't fully understand the pressure. He's in the Army. He has a duty, um, and um, he is doing his best to uh, do what he's been called to do by his commanders. And, Lord, I just pray that you give him wisdom right now. Give him wisdom to to do his job better. Give him strength. And Lord, to trust in you and to rest in you, to rest in the fact that you love him and that you desire to help him, that he would just cast all this on you because you care for him. And Lord, I do pray that you would give him strength and that that the anxiety that I'm sure he feels every time that he reports and he's there on base um, at at Fort Carson. I just pray that you would um, just help him, help him during those times to be able to focus, to have understanding, to, to be able to grow in his job. And Lord, knowing that you're doing a work of maturing him. And Lord, that he wouldn't doubt that you are there to help him, that in the times where he's weak, that you're the one that makes us strong. You're the one that helps us. So, Lord, I just pray that you would just guide him, that you would direct him, that you would strengthen him, that you would grow him, that you give him the wisdom that he needs. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Alan. Thank yep. you for your ser- thank you for this, your service. First of all, and then second of all, we're gonna I'm gonna continue to pray for you. Okay. I, I really appreciate it. Um, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. You bet. And you call back if you need more prayer. We'll be here to pray for you, brother. Okay. Um, you have a good night. Thank okay, you. Good night. Uh huh. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight. Nine seven is the text line. Let me see where we're at. Um, you know, I think a lot of us that are listening that we find ourselves in, you know, just difficult times, and it can be hard, and it can be very difficult. And um, I just pray that we would know that in our weakness, that the Lord is there to make us strong. Um, in our difficulties, that the Lord is there to guide us and direct us. 
and to know that in the trials that you go through that he's working and that he even desires to give us joy. That's an incredible uh, verse there in James. That count it all joy, he says, when you fall into various trials or he desires to work that joy. Peter says that count it joy as you fall into various trials. But James says that, um, count it. well, he says, yeah, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And, you know, because we know that God is working in that. And joy is more than just happiness. Um, happiness is really dependent upon circumstances. It's that deep inner sense and assurance and confidence that God is working. And he is working in our lives. We may not understand it. We may not fully uh, know how to deal with it. In but he's there to give us the wisdom and the strength and guidance that we need. There's somebody that is praying for crippling anxiety that is affecting him physically and mentally. Um, Lord, I just pray for this brother that is praying for um, just peace, for his anxiety. And uh, I, I think about how you desire to give us that peace that passes understanding, not to just be full of anxiety, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be known to God in the peace of God that passes understanding. Would guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. That's a promise you give to us in the book of Philippians. And I just pray for this brother that asked for prayer, that you give him a peace that passes understanding, that, Lord, that we can be thankful that you're with us and you love us. Your promises are true for us. And again, the promises of, of um, working in our lives and the promises of um, your faithfulness to us and uh, you desiring to work in our lives. So I pray that you do that. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Please pray for me, Pastor Jeff. I've been going through a long trial. Thank you. And Father, I just pray for this individual uh, who is going through a difficult trial uh, for a long, long time. I just pray that you'd be with them and that you would help them. Uh, Lord, um, endurance is something that we all need. And as we travel through life, as we travel through difficulties, and as we travel through uh, the things that are painful, I just pray for this brother that you would strengthen him, guide him, help him. Uh, he would know that you are there with him. And Lord, I just pray that you would give him all that he needs through the trials. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. It reminds me of what uh, Paul writes in the book of Romans in chapter 5, you're probably familiar with this, that um, that we have, uh, he writes in chapter 5, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's incredible right there, that we're no longer an enmity with God, but because of faith in Jesus Christ, we are children of God, and that through we also have access by faith, so we have peace with God. And we got access to the Lord. In chapter 8, he says that we don't have to have the spirit of fear, but we're sons, uh, you know, the spirit of adoption is what we have. We're sons and daughters of the living God. And we can cry out, Abba, Father. And that word Abba means Papa. And, and only the one who has faith in Jesus Christ can say that. But to know this, through whom we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts 
by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So we have faith that brings us triumph in our troubles that we're being told, and we can glory in tribulations because we know that God is working in those tribulation perseverance, or that is endurance, and that's what this brother was wanting prayer for, just endurance um, for the trial that they're in. And God wants to work that, and that endurance produces character. He wants to produce, a, it really literally means approved character, godly character. And that's so important that as you go through life and as you go through the trials and difficulties, that God is working character in you. He's helping you to be more sympathetic. He's helping you to be more compassionate. He's helping you to to grow in faith. He's helping you to be more sympathetic towards others. Um, and that's the work that he does. He teaches you things that we need to learn and to trust in him and to look to him and that character hope. And always know that you do have hope in Jesus Christ, uh, that he is um, always, uh, um, you know, uh, the one that is there to help us, to guide us, to direct us in every way um, as um, we turn to him and allow him to work in our lives. we got a few minutes left in the show. We've got all open lines, so it looks like we're going to finish up with the text lines. And somebody's asking, let me see, um, how do I respond to my sister who's struggling with an adult son who is going against her um, and other things and sinful activity that's going on? I'm not going to read all of it to you. Um, she has talked to both her son and um, a girlfriend, apparently, that it involves. Uh, they both say they're Christians. The girlfriend feels my sister is judging them, and the Bible says not to judge. What biblical advice can I give to her? Give to her the advice of stand for righteousness. And the thing is, is they can say they're a Christian, but to be involved in sin, to be involved in immorality, uh, we need to speak the truth in love and to tell them that, no, this is sin, this is wrong, this is not what God wants you to do, and this is not going to be allowed in the house, and it's not going to be allowed in our home. Love you. But um, there are lines to be drawn, and all of us are accountable for what goes on underneath our our homes. And to stand for that which is true and right is what we are to do. And it can be difficult. Um, But when somebody says, don't judge me, they like to use that term there in Matthew chapter 7. Don't judge me, where Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged. He's talking about judging the condemnation. Uh, but we are to make judgment calls. We are told that we are not to uh, be given to sin. We're told to, you know, judge a tree by its fruit. Uh, we are told that, um, you know, we're to judge prophecy. There are different places all throughout the Bible that we're to be wise and discerning and make judgment calls. And I may not be able to judge your heart, but I can judge your works. I can judge your actions. And when we see that somebody's in sin— we want to speak the truth in love. And please don't get to the point of, well, just let them do whatever they want. I'm not going to judge you. We're not doing them any good when we do that. What we are to do, speak the truth in love, to say this is sin. God doesn't want you to sin, and it's going to harm you, and it's going to do you in, and um, it's it's just it's not a good thing. 
and to stand for what is right. And that can be hard uh, because we deal with that all the time. I want to read to you from First um, John chapter 5, and I think this is a good verse to end the show on today. But he says that this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Every commandment that God gives to you and to me is an expression of his love. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. In other words, that God doesn't give us these commandments to burden us, to to hold us in bondage, to be you know a killjoy in our life that we can't enjoy life. It's so that we can be free and we can live life the way it was meant to be lived, to live in holiness and righteousness, righteousness, right living. And so every commandment, always remember this, is an expression of his love for you because he doesn't want you to sin and he doesn't want you to be deceived and he doesn't want you to get hurt. His love is too too great for you. And so the best way to live, to experience the joy and the peace and the abundant life that Jesus said, I came to give, is keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. May we always remember that. And parents, something that we need to teach our kids at a young age, that the Lord, his word is true. It is right. He has the right way of living and desiring for us to walk the highway of holiness, which is the best way to walk. So, hey, thank you, everybody who called, all you who sent texts. We didn't get to all the text messages. But God bless you. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. I pray that you have a good evening. Keep hanging on to the Lord. And remember, kind of the theme today, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. God bless you. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.